Hello and welcome to Don't Spoil the Ending, episode 17 this week. That's that's right, isn't it? Episode that's 17. Right, yep. Yeah. If you say so. Yeah. Well, I've just checked it, so I should really know, really, shouldn't I? Episode 17. That, that's quite a few weeks into it. <laughs> it is. It is. Yep. You've, I mean, again, I've tried to do a professional intro and I don't really know where I'm going. <laughs> but no, this is a podcast about films, games, entertainment media and the like general media yeah general media and just a nice chit chat among pals yeah if you're in the army would that be your rank general media yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're off the pod <laughs> um i'm joe hi i'm john i'm sam just a free man pod this week yep is this the first time we've done it with this free this free i nearly said free some but let's knock off that <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Me, JT, and Nick have done a three man for Split. Yeah. One of our highest listened to episodes. And me, you, and Nick did a Nightmare on Elm Street three me. man. You, oh, you're sorry. pointing at me, but they listen. <laughs> yeah. Me. <laughs> me, Joe, and Nick did a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That was also another good one. That was quite up there in terms of listens. Yeah. yeah. Maybe three man, three man pods. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way forward. Um, no, yeah. So we'll, 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 try, we'll try and struggle through without yeah. the other two guys this week. Yeah. Um, well, just to mention that, there is somewhere we could all be right now. Do you realise this? Well, you almost missed the episode because of it. Dunkirk has landed. Showing at six o'clock tonight. We're here doing the pod. We could be at Dunkirk right now. It has started. It's started. It's too late. It's too late. Too late. <laughs> Harry Styles is already on the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really bothers me that people have already seen that film. Like, and we, we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's supposed to be Christopher, one of Christopher Nolan's best films. I've seen people say it's his best film. Yeah, people are loving it. It's getting Oscar buzz already. Mm-hmm. It's the shortest film, I think, at 107 minutes. There might be one or two in there shorter, but into, since it became Mr. Blockbuster, it's definitely the shortest one. Mm. I can't wait. Harry Styles, my favourite One Direction member. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, I keep forgetting he's in it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait. I'm not really a, a cinema goer, which might sound strange, seeing as I'm on a movie podcast, <laughs> well, media podcast. But this is this is one that I'm quite excited for. So yeah. like, I'm more drawn to go into the cinema to actually see this one. My excitement's built for it over the past few weeks. At first, I was like, oh, don't know, I'll go see it. Not too fussed about it. But after seeing some of the reviews, I was like, mm. Mm, this. People are saying this is better than the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, and it's like that is one of my favorite film series ever yeah as you guys know I'm a bit of a bandwagon jumper yeah like uh, <laughs> over the last few months people have been mentioning it and I'm like oh Christopher Nolan is such a great director <laughs> but like this week all all the the buzz I'm like yeah I've got, I can't wait to see this yeah <laughs> yeah I can't wait is there much else on the cinema at the moment uh, nothing new this weekend I don't think uh, Cars 3 I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't mind catching it but uh, yeah I'll, I'll probably I won't go to the cinema for it but I'll I'll see it. Yeah. I mean, I've watched a couple of films at the cinema this week, which we'll get on to. Mm. Spider-Man and uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. Mention that later. Cool. Later on in the show, our main film review of the week is War Dogs. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, Funny film. Yeah. Get a few laughs from that film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, have we done anything interesting this week? Uh, Has anything happened? Because I'll be honest, I've spent most of my week playing Motorsport Manager, which... So, <laughs> so this is a, an app game, and if you remember in episode two, uh, I more or less banned the discussion of. It was actually our second trial episode, so I'm not sure oh, if right. people have actually heard this. Though. Oh yeah. So yeah. well, yeah. 
banned before the podcast ever got going. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want shit. I didn't want like shitty games. I wanted like real games. I didn't yeah. want like the two pound games. Well, but... This is because I brought up Egg Inc, which I've I still play, even mm. though it's the I've been playing that for a very long time. I refuse to have that on. And you absolutely slated me for <laughs> bringing in a, yeah. a mobile game up into a podcast about media. We're a serious, we we're serious games. <laughs> but no, that's just a clicker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a shit game. But what do you do on motorsport management? You just uh, click a few things about... <laughs> You don't actually drive the car, do you? <laughs> you you manage the you car. Manage the car. Yeah. Yeah. I manage my egg farm. <laughs> <laughs> By doing what? Clicking. Clicking. Uh, upgrading. Clicking what? Upgrading things. What are you clicking? I'm clicking a button that produces <laughs> chickens. <laughs> okay. On Motorsport Manager, you change tyres, you use pit strategy, you do all your car. It's not like dead in depth or anything, but you do your car setup, hire drivers, hire people. Great. I just like the fact that you're kind of like changing the moving the goalpost now. It's kind of like before, like no, no phone games. Now it's like no, that clickers. We don't want clickers. <laughs> this other stuff. That's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I suppose I, I'm going to temporarily lift the ban. I'm going to put the ban back on <laughs> after I finish speaking about it. But 199 that game was, yeah. and it's that's less than a pint. And like you know, I I can drink a pint in 20 minutes. Like this game's like took me hours. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even finished with it yet. So it, it was a great, great little investment. Um, I, I played it a couple of years ago when it came out, or near when it came out, because it's quite an old game. They're they're releasing the the second one pretty soon. Oh, well, it's, it's on iPhone, isn't it? It's on iOS now. Yep. they've hiked the price up a little bit. Oh. Uh, it's now I think it's four ninety nine or something now. It does look right. good though. Does it look. does look really good. But I've, you've got me back on this game. It's taking me away from my egg farm. Good. <laughs> that piece of shit clicker game. <laughs> no, it is a really good game. I enjoy it. And yeah. I, I agree for that kind of price, it, you, you get your money's worth and you, yeah. your time out of it. So. Definitely, definitely. So just fill me on the, in on this. It's a management sim. Yes. But in terms of like NASCAR racing or something or... Um, no, it's more It's more like your lower formulas, like Formula One, oh, okay. GP2 style stuff, Formula yeah. 3. But you don't do any driving, it's literally just putting the details together. and Yeah, and then you watch your dots drive around a track. And then, <laughs> uh, but, then, but then if you've got a free track ahead of you, John, you can push, you can tell them to push, but the tyre word will go faster. It's like, what do you do? Right. Wow, that's, uh, sounds quite interesting. Choose your strategy and how many stops you're going to have, and then it might start raining, which ruins your strategy. Yeah. But... If it starts raining, you can use that to your advantage and come in for wet tyres before anyone else. All that kind of thing. It's quite good. I think I could get into that, to be honest. It's it's actually a really, really fun little game. Yeah. Um, that was... So if you... Yeah, it, it's, worth, it's worth a look. So this is your podcast about all the latest games. This was released in 2014. <laughs> yeah, just on, on that note as well, just throw this in. You guys might have heard of it. There's a, there's a football game on, the, uh, on your phone, like a football management game. I wish I could remember the name of it now, but I played that for like a year, kind of think a few years ago. Is it like Pro 11 or something like that? Or I don't do I sound, maybe, maybe Pro 11, that might be it. Well, Mourinho's, the, uh, the, the, the cover yeah, star yeah, yeah. for, yeah, that must be it, yeah. And about uh, about two or three years ago when it first came out, I, I really got into it. Yeah. But it's one of them games that as soon as you have like a day away, day away from playing it, just everything goes to shit kind of thing, you know, <laughs> like you, your players have suddenly like become shit, you know what I mean? You've got to constantly keep it rolling all the time. Right. To get all the best transfers, and when you miss out for a day, it's like I might as well just give up because I can't, I can't get back to where <laughs> I was. But yeah, I really got into that. Sounds kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I recommend Motorsport Manager. I might, I might give that a look. Yeah, yeah. I, I sacked one of my drivers earlier. He was. You you get weird little dilemmas that pop up as well, and uh, it's like 
uh, they will say, one of your drivers has been caught having an affair in the media. What do you want to say about it? And your <laughs> options are like, you can do what he wants or it's terrible. It's like, obviously you're like, answer and stuff like that. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, well, uh, have, have a look at that yeah, old game and then check out the new one, which is the new one looks really good. But uh, yeah, that's literally all the games I've played all week. I've got to admit, I'm very game light this week of a, uh, well, well, actually I've got something I can talk about, but on the uh, thing of old games, I've been playing Star Wars Battlefront a lot this week. Oh, uh, From like 2014, or 2015, sorry. Okay. Uh, the main reason being, last weekend, it was a double XP weekend, and there's still a few like of the higher skins that I want to get and stuff, to like level 70 to get a Shock Trooper skin and stuff. So I hammered that again last weekend, and I still love Star Wars Battlefront. I think it's a great shooter, uh, really enjoy it. I'll be honest, that's all I did on Sunday, I just played Star Wars Battlefront, just trying to level up to get enough, I got there in the end, got enough uh, tokens and points to get me the, uh, the yeah. stuff I wanted, so probably be the last time I play it now before the new one comes out in September, I think it is, Battlefront 2. Yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there, like, uh, on the old games topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, carrying on with the old games topic, let's keep this, get this, let's keep this podcast in 2014. Yeah. Um, I've been playing GTA 5, which I mentioned last week, been playing a lot more of the online races this week. And uh, a lot of stunt races. Have you seen? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen about this? This. So it's basically. Have you ever played Trackmania? Oh, I've got Trackmania Turbo on, on yeah, VR. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the they've done loads of tracks. I don't know if they're community made or whatever. They're probably community made, but they like stunt tracks. Almost like you're like playing with Hot Wheels cars, and they're doing big loop to loops in GTA Five with GTA Five's mechanics, which I love the driving in GTA Five, and. Um, yeah, I've been playing that online, and it's just so much fun. Yeah. It's really good. That does sound good. Can I just jump onto the Trapmania thing? I've, yeah, yeah. I've never mentioned that before, but got the VR game version of it. It was on sale for, like, I think, like, twelve ninety nine or something a while ago. That must be sickening. It's amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't think, you know, Trapmania Turbo would be one of the VR games to get kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, playing that, I'm, I'm, I'm only skin the surface with it. I've played just the basic tracks on it, but all the jumps and the loop-de-loops and stuff, doing that in VR... It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention that a while ago. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had, um, what was the free one they had on Steam? Trackmania a while. It was like Trackmania Nations, Ooh. I think it was. It was something like that. But it was basically uh, Trackmania, but your car was the color of the flag, whichever one you chose. So you can know, you can either drive around with like a Union Jack or the Somalian flag if you right. want to be a pirate. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was just a free version of Trackmania. And it was like a bit, it was very uh, community driven. Uh, so the servers were all like community servers. Like everything had their own little weird twist on it, which you only get if you play PC games where people can add their own fonts and stuff. It was yeah. just a mad, a mad thing. But um, yeah, I've played Trackmania. Really liked it. I remember playing just just these most insane tracks where you're just flying around yeah. the sky and like you're doing these massive like jumps and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Is this like an updated version of Micro Machines, kind of? feel to it or like I, I wouldn't it, it's not the same type of game but if you imagine Micro Machines if it was like really 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 good oh well I'm not accepting <laughs> that <laughs> yeah more, more Hot Wheels I would say than Micro Machines okay. yeah, yeah that's fine and in terms of gameplay it kind of goes with a bit of a Mario like crossing like Mario Kart and a bit of a proper arcade racer kind of feel to yeah. it maybe uh it is fun. I mean, it's not Mario Kart for me, you know what I mean? But the appeal of it is the tracks that you can build and stuff into, yeah. you know, the mental stuff you can do on it, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree with yeah. that. 
Have we got anything else? Got, we're... got a few films uh, all done with the games. Yeah. So. I think we are. I mean, yeah, I'm not we've games. covered the apps. <laughs> apps of, app of <laughs> that, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. We've covered that. See you later. Uh, <laughs> we've covered that. And yeah. Like... Yeah, so I've uh, got a few films this week. Yeah. Jump into them if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the first one I watched was Baby Driver. You were very excited about this. I was. The new Edgar Wright film. Edgar Wright did Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, which love all them three. He also did Scott Pilgrim, which I'm not a massive fan of. <laughs> this is more like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a fan. It's good. It is good. It's just the people have been raving about it. Like I think Kermode gave it five stars. Uh, so I went into it with, with high expectations. I like Edgar Wright. Uh, and I, I know I've got some weird taste, you know, weird personal taste with films. I'll just explain this to you at the start. Like the film starts with him doing a bank job, but he's, he's the getaway driver waiting in the car, and he does this little like dance, and he's, and he's got tinnitus or tinnitus, as they call it in the film, which oh, I, I don't get. Oh, I, <laughs> I, well, I've, I've got that. But is that the American way of calling it tinnitus? I, I never. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they've got a funny way of. Yeah. Saying we can't hear it properly. <laughs> <laughs> what was that tinnitus? <laughs> uh, he suffers from tinnitus. Tinnitus. So he constantly plays music to like drown it out. So he's waiting in the car with his headphones in. And he starts dancing along in the car while he's waiting. Like, and he gets the windscreen wipers going and dancing with them. And it's just like, I was watching it thinking, what am I watching here? Like, <laughs> I'm sure people, some people do like stuff like that. But they drop that after the first 20 minutes. They never go back to that kind of feel to it. Yeah. Like, like 10 minutes later, he's walking to get coffee and he's dancing around the street and stuff. And like it's, like, it's from a different film. They don't go back to that at all later in the film. It becomes a proper like action bank heist kind of film. So just stuff like that sticks in my craw a bit, you know. I'm thinking like, oh, I'm not totally a fan of that. Is it particularly funny, or there's some funny stuff in it? I mean, again, comedy is a weird one, isn't it? But uh, it was good. Some of the car chases are really good in it. The action is great. There's a really good foot chase in the film later on. Wasn't a big fan of the, the main character, Baby. Just didn't really get into him that much. Kevin Space is in it as like the head honcho. He's quite good in it. Uh, but overall, yeah, some good action scenes. Uh, stuff like that but I wasn't totally a massive fan same with Scott Pilgrim uh, some of that just doesn't rubs me up the wrong way kind of thing you know some of the, the, the stuff in that game uh, mm. that, that game <laughs> that <Yeah>. film <laughs> yeah. like the constant game references and stuff like that uh, but I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5 it, it's good it's a good film it's just not for me you know Shaun of the Dead level kind of thing Yeah. but yeah like, I enjoyed it but the, the big one for me is uh, Spider-Man do you mind if I jump onto that Spider-Man course, Homecoming yeah, yeah. We had, a, we had a bit from Nick last week, but... Yeah, Nick watched it last week. Yeah. He's, he's the big Marvel fan of the group, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Did he give it a 3 out of 5, I think? It was a 3 or a 3.5. Yeah. He, he rated it well, but not that highly. I was expecting a higher rating. Yeah, I, seen, thought, I thought he'd have loved yeah. it, yeah. I've, I've seen higher ratings from people who are not Marvel fans. Yeah. And with Nick being the super Marvel fan. Mm. I, um, thought, I, thought, I really thought he'd be into it. Uh, I think you guys know I'm, a, I'm not a Spider-Man fan, but I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. And... I wasn't that keen on this film originally, but I'd heard a lot this week building up to it that was really getting me on board with it. I was building this up to be like a five-star masterpiece before on a, on a pre-watch. I was like, yeah, I'm going I'm to love this thing. I'd heard it was more like the Sam Raimi films. I'd heard uh, some of the comedic stuff in it sounded like my cup of tea kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, this is going to be a five-star film. Went in to watch it. it was, I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, still giving it four out of five. I still really liked it. Uh, just a few things that I, that I did like with it. Some of the the comedy in it, it's a uh, like situational comedy kind of thing. I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but like there's a bit involving a golf course that I found really funny. I <laughs> okay. uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, the, the look of the film, I quite like the look of it. There's a 
they go out of the way to like give him interesting things to wear. Like the suit itself is quite quite cool. Do you what, what's your opinion on the eyes? Uh, I like it. I've and got it, no problem with it, but a lot of people have. Yeah, uh, when I first saw it in Captain America, I was thinking that's just a bit weird. But in this film, they go out of the way to explain what it is. Like because uh, Iron Man has built the suit. It's literally like just tech, you know, like when he's when he's zooming into something, the eyes go smaller and bigger, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm fine with all that. I quite like that. Sounds good. Uh, there's this whole bit where they go into like a what do you, it's like an academic, I'm an academic like maths competition. They're called mathletes, aren't they? Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've all got these yellow jackets to wear. <laughs> don't act like you don't know the word what the word mathlete was there. Mathlete, <laughs> I've like, never heard of this mathlete. Yeah, it's like mathletes. Is this a thing? <laughs> 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 and uh, there's a whole like contrived scene where he's in a Spider-Man suit. But he's wearing his yellow jacket over the top of it, which I just love the look of that. It looks cool, kind of thing, you know, just wearing like normal clothes over the top of the Spider-Man suit. Yeah, I, I do like. I yeah, do like quite that. like that. Yeah. And like, uh, he's got a fat mate in it uh, called Ned, who's quite. He's actually quite funny. He's quite quite likable. And like at points, like he'll just put the mask on, and it's just funny to see like this fat guy with a Spider-Man <laughs> mask on. It's quite. You good. usually see that at Comic Cons. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's fat Spider-Man or <laughs> yeah. it's fat Deadpool. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you guys, but I went to that Manchester Comic Con a few years ago. In the Spider-Man a... costume. <laughs> <laughs> there was a fat Bane there, which was amazing. <laughs> He had just bits of bin liner just taped to him. <laughs> it's the worst costume I've ever seen. <laughs> that was quite good. Uh, there's actually a couple of references in this film that I quite liked. Uh, there's one to like Ferris Bueller, which you know I'm not a fan of references, but they do it in a way in this film that it feels relevant and like kind of, uh, yeah, I just liked it. I thought it was quite, quite cool. Yeah, uh, yeah mentioned the suit, love that. Uh, and there's a couple of big set pieces, which I love. One at the Washington Monument, you see it in the trailer. But that that's fantastic. Look, really, that's my, my highlight of the films for me, to be honest. Uh, having to deal with that with that whole set piece, and one on the Staten Island ferry, which again is on the trailer. Really inventive set piece. I just lo- loved that. Really enjoyed it. Just a couple of things that brought it down for me. Also, one one last thing I did like, uh, because it's almost a bit like Spider Man Begins. You know, you kind of seen him at the very start of his career, kind of thing. Uh, you don't get much New York action in it, which. Immediately, originally, you'd think like you know, Spider Man's all about New York. You know what I mean? The, mm. I had the impression yeah. he was he was mostly in New York. Yeah, just from like you know, like the cover art and stuff. Yeah, I think in the cover art, is he not just sat? It's like, kind of like laying down with the, with the uh, with New York behind yeah. him and stuff like. So it's a bit misleading kind of thing. But yeah. uh, a lot of it just stays in like he lived in Queens, you know, like that 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 borough or mm. suburb kind of thing. Mm. And a lot of it is just small scale and a lot more personal kind of thing. Yeah. Not a spoiler, but the Washington Monument bit, they make a deal about the fact he's never been this high before, you know what I mean? Like, when yeah. he's climbing that. So it's just, just cool stuff like that that, you know, makes you realise, yeah, you know, he is just starting out kind of thing. Uh, loved all that, the fact it just stays small scale. Even the Vulture, he's just an arms dealer, you know what I mean? It's not like trying to destroy the world like in other Marvel films. Just an arms dealer and he's got to, Spidey's got to deal with him kind of thing. I, I like the fact they keep it, like, personal as opposed to the world's going to get blown up in 10 minutes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, a couple of things I don't like. The finale, I won't go into it, but the finale for me was just a bit of a write-off. Didn't, didn't enjoy that. The, the actual finale or the whole third chapter? The action finale. The very the very final action thing. I was like, this, this is what they've not done for the whole film. And they've just fallen into the trap of like just the generic action CGI stuff. You know, and I wasn't a fan of that. And Tony Stark, I know you're probably a big fan of him. Uh, I, I don't uh, you're, you're not a comic fan of him, are you? No, I mean, I, Iron Man 1. It's fine. I like that as a film. Mm. But yeah, I love Iron Man one. Absolutely nothing else other than that, really. Well, I like one. Robert Downey Jr. And I like the yeah, character yeah. of Tony Stark. I like him. Uh, he's in this film quite a bit. 
the guys at work mentioned that Happy Hogan was in it quite a lot, but I, I didn't think he... I, I thought Tony Stark was probably in this more, to be honest. And just whenever he turns up, I'm just thinking this would be a better film without him. We literally do not need him in this film, like, uh, other than, you know, fan recognition, like, oh, Iron Man's helping Spider-Man out kind of thing. It's like a little nudge that, oh, yeah, now we're in the Marvel universe. Yeah, so that, that's my issue with it. It's just constantly reminding you you're in this bigger universe. And you don't need it, I don't think, for this film. You know, it would have been better, just small scale, like I was mentioned before, keep it on a personal level kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, then my, my two my two quibbles with it. But overall, I'm dying to give it a four point five. But I'll stick with a stick with four out of five. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, Good. yeah. I was gonna say it sounded like you were enjoying that, but I didn't know if you were gonna go for a much lower score. Yeah, four out of five. I want to. I want. Like I said, I was trying to build up to a five, building a narrative going into it. I think I'm gonna love this. But yeah, four out of five. And uh, hopefully, on a rewatch, can enjoy it a bit more. Bump it up. Four and a half. If the finale was. Definitely. Better, if yeah. the finale was better, get rid of Tony Stark. You've got a five-star film in your hand, I, I think. Yep. Talking of like a sort of failed finale, can I put my feelings on knowing down? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I need to put that down on podcast <laughs> record. This would be a good a good film to do, this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So knowing, uh, if you've not seen it, is mm. Nicolas Cage. And he discovers... I'll skip all the main information, but <laughs> he discovers numbers which predict events that happen like tragic events that happen mm. and it's like I can't remember but it's like the date and then the coordinates and then exactly where <laughs> for one of them he just happens to be <laughs> underneath a plane crash <laughs> so there's a plane crash just above him it looks amazing but it's like that's quite quite a, quite a, quite a coincidence yeah. yes <laughs> anyway it sort of ends up turning into an alien film and then yeah. aliens turn up now at the moment I'm giving I, I'm enjoying this film I'm thinking this is at least a four and a half star film for me. I'm like, this is a fantastic film. You get to the end, and John, correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but basically the ozone layer like gets ruined and the earth starts cooking. I think it's is it a solar flare. Is it like a solar flare that burns that away the uh, the atmosphere or something? Yeah. yeah. So basically, this whole scene happens. Oh well, sorry. Two Nicholas Cage's child and some other child mm. have been taken by. Like these sort of angel, angelic, angelic aliens, basically, yeah, yeah. Where, where they look like angels, but they've just took them away. And like Nicolas Cage is like, Goodbye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> 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 um, so they've gone, you don't know what's happened to them, and then you're expecting the film to sort of end with you know the, the usual good ending, like the solar flare doesn't happen or something like yeah. that. The solar flare does happen, and you basically watch everybody burn, and you watch the earth like sort of by cubic mile disintegrate into a fiery explosion. Yeah. Right? So you see that and up to now I'm like, oh my God, they've gave this like one of the them twist endings where it's like it's a, it's a bad ending. Yeah, like, like, the, like the mist or something. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm all for like a bad ending. I like misery. Yeah. <laughs> like don't like fun. We've, 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 we've established this on the podcast. Woo, fun place. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so basically it has the bad ending that you're not expecting and it happens and you're like, oh my God, I was sat there going, yeah. what, what, a, <laughs> what a film. And then it shows the aliens landing on another planet that's like this perfect new world yeah. and drops off the boy and the girl and they're supposed to recreate humanity on this new planet. And at that point I was like, if you'd shaved the last sort of 15 seconds off this film, mm. I'd have gave that film like a four and a half star rating because I loved it up to that point. Not a massive fan of Nicolas Cage. I can I, I can take or leave him. Yeah. But loved that entire film until the last 15 seconds. And for me, just drops off a cliff at that point. 
can I jump in on this for a second? Uh, like, when I was in my late 20s, I think it came out like 2009 maybe or something. So I was a bit... Uh, yes, yeah, 2009, I think. At the time, I was a bit older than you are now kind of thing. And I had exactly the same reaction. I was like, that's like three quarters of a great film and then they kill it. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I watched it a few years ago. And like now I'm like, oh, actually, I'm quite interested by that. Like, But I think we mentioned it before with The Leftovers. I like... I'm trying not to ruin the leftovers for me because oh no, it's not not spoiling the leftovers. But the older I get, the more interested I am in like religion and stuff like that. Not in terms of wanting to become religious, just like almost. I know it sounds boring as fuck, but Bible studies. You know what I mean? Like I'm more interested in stuff like that. The older I get, I'll I'll let you carry on. But like I am, I am getting what you're saying. Like and the reference, I didn't get this the first time I watched it, but that reference at the end of the film where they drop them off on the planet, it's the tree of life. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, oh, like. Because since then, I've watched Prometheus, which is basically the same idea with alien seed in a planet and stuff. I'm like, oh, I actually quite get into that now. Like, yeah, I, that, I, that idea really interests me. No, I actually, I do know what you mean, because yeah. I, I watched that one a few years ago when I was in my sort of mid-20s, early 20s. Yeah. And that's when I had that opinion. That opinion, whilst it still exists with me, it has cooled off a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I, I definitely see what you're saying. Like, you know, the whole, I like the whole, like, you know, the the religious sort of, it's the mythology, I think. Yeah, I, I, literally, I, I wouldn't mind actually learning more, like mm. you know, like Bible stories and stuff. Like, not yeah. because I want to become religious. I just, I just find it like fascinating. The older I get, the more f- I find it interesting, kind of thing. There's a lot of mad stuff. I'm, in, a, like, I'm also like the most boring person ever. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like, yeah. If you want to listen to Don't Spoil the Ending uh, Bible Studies, yeah. <laughs> that'll be our new show, The Gospel of John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, no, I, I get what you're saying because the whole biblical mythology and. This probably ties in with, you know, stuff like Greek mythology and stuff yeah. like that. It is really interesting. Yeah, I love Greek mythology, yeah. But if you manage to harness that properly and put it into, like, a film, it, it can be amazing. That's the thing. I'm definitely with you on this. They don't implement it in a, a great way, you know what I mean? Like, the execution is like, yeah. But the idea of it, I'm like, the idea of that, actually, I'm kind of down with, you know what I mean? The, I mean, we can go back to our film where we did Sam's Choice, which was I Am Legend. Fine. Yep. Thanks for that, Sam. No like, that's, for me, when I watched... <laughs> for me, when how I How down were you on that? <laughs> it's just, just shit. I hope that came across at home, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, because I picked up on the, there's a, the religious undertone on it, and I know we yeah. didn't all agree that there was a religious undertone, but I picked up on that, and I thought it was poorly implemented... I think that, you, I think you took that and ran with it a bit too much. Possibly, for, me, yeah. for that film. It's because you love it, but you don't really. Cause you gave it three stars or something. It's an interesting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's an interesting comparison. You know, like the fact that it comes yeah. out at the last minute of the film, kind of thing. And yeah, it's like knowing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I, I started watching Knowing because we. I think we talked about it at work. Yeah, on, and um, I, I obviously knew what after talking about it at work. I knew what the film was about and and the ending. So you did spoil that for me, but I was going to watch it anyway. <laughs> but I might just turn off for those last 15 seconds. <laughs> if you do that, I I still think it's a better film. When I hit me 30s, maybe I'll be like... Oh yeah, look, yeah. I, I have an issue with films and TV shows putting in something right at the end just so they can have a number two. Is this what that was? Were they were they looking to revisit it, or is I it, don't, it, I don't is think it to so. do with the story? It was, it's very much encapsulated in that film, so it finishes, yeah. and you're like, "That's the end." <laughs> right. Okay. That is the end of this, and it's supposed to leave it open ended. So yeah. there's yeah, that relates. I can relate that point to War Dogs, which we'll talk to. We'll talk about. In a bit. Okay. We're not going to talk to the War Dogs later. We'll talk <laughs> we've, about. We've got, them, we've got them on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah. can, can I just jump? Sorry, just one final point on knowing. When I watched it again a few years ago, I'm sure they probably covered this in the film, and I'm like, I'm pointing out a plot hole where there isn't one. But what I didn't really get with it was, sure, there's a solar flare coming, going to blow the world up. Why were people getting these mixed messages about how the world was going to end? What was the point of that like? Other than, to, yeah, you've got to get toasted, but in a solar flare, bye. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what was the point of it? Why, why would they want people to know that? Well, what do you mean, like, with the mixed messages? You know how they, they, they pick up a... Wasn't there some girl in it who made notes of, like, it was the, twi- girl, the Twin Towers will happen this day? Yeah, and then she All stopped writing. All the world's writing. disasters. Yeah, she stopped writing one day. Why was she getting that information? What was the point of telling anyone? Because they're all going to get blown up in a solar flare anyway, at the end of it. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd, but, like, what did she? De- what was she deemed to have in the end? I can't remember. Sorry, I'm, probably, I'm going off a tangent here and I've not got the full information to handle. I should have, <laughs> I should have probably, yeah. Because I can't remember if she was, like, mentally ill or whatever. Cause she, I she think people claw- thought, she claw- they, they thought she was mentally ill, but yeah. she was actually getting these messages from, like, the aliens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Telling people about big disasters that are going to happen. Yeah. But to what end? Because you're only getting blown up in a solar flare anyway, so I why like, even bother telling people about it? I like that you didn't come with the information, but it sounds like you had the information hidden away somewhere. Well, that's probably know. right. That's is, prob- is that right? I, don't, I mean, let's just like let's, let's just, just go say with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People haven't watched it recently, yeah, so let's yeah. just. This is exactly how it happens. And anyone at home, well, don't check it. Like, yeah. don't, 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 don't check. From, from what I watched, it, there was a girl at the beginning putting the sheet into a time capsule, and she was writing. Sorry, down that was these, it. Yeah. She was writing down the numbers. Yeah. So I'm guessing the girl was being given this information. She was writing down these numbers. Didn't I think really so. Finish, and he. I'm guessing it was his job to sort of like. I'm sure in modern out. day, wasn't weren't they trying to find the girl, the older girl, or something? Well, that's where I was thinking the film was going to yeah. go. That I'm she's sure. going to come back as an adult, and yeah, I'm sure they found her. You know, yeah. I can't yeah. remember though. Right. That's why. That's felt. That's why how I felt where the films had. I kind of didn't get to. Do you know what we should have done? We should have came to the show, and I shouldn't have just brought it up. And we should have went back and we should be knowing the fact. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we're uh, episode 18, knowing yeah. the, uh, knowing's the film review. <laughs> we'll do a better job than what we did. Yeah. We'll actually watch it this time. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Can we talk about Bitcoins? <laughs> I want to hear about, about Bitcoins. So, Sam, you're, you're, I wouldn't call you the resident expert on Bitcoins on the show, but we're going to time this. I'm looking at the clock now. We don't want to want too long on this, but let's talk about Bitcoin. The thing is, we we have talked about Bitcoin off the off the podcast. Me and, and you have literally spoke about Bitcoin just every day. <laughs> it kind of came up in work, and I almost didn't want to mention about Bitcoins because I know where the conversation goes. I've had conversations with other people about this. Do you want, John? Do you want to know why Sam doesn't want to talk about Bitcoins? Because he thinks I'm going to buy all the Bitcoin, <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> buy so many, you'll affect the market. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, B- bitcoins are a cryptic currency. They're like the US dollar, but it's all—it's all virtual, cryptic, uh, encrypted currency, like internet money, basically. If you want the simple man's terms. For can it. I confirm? Like computer exchange have this all plastered everywhere. Bitcoins, you can trade your stuff in for Bitcoin. Is this really? what we're talking about? Is I'm not seeing that, but that's really? interesting. I literally every time I go to Manchester, so, they've got like a pod where you can go and do it. They accept instead Bitcoin. of going to the, instead of going to the uh, the, the, the stand. They accept it as a payment. They pay you in Bitcoin. As I think. Pay you in Bitcoin. Yeah, I quite I quite like that. Whoa. I might That's, trade all my stuff in there. I've got a few things I might be able to trade in there. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but I'm sure this is what they do. Like I've seen it plastered all over the Arndale, no, yeah, Manchester Arndale. But I would I would guess you'd be able to pay in Bitcoin. But maybe. we'll come back to you know the CEX selling you 
the sort yeah. of, well, basically giving you bitcoins in exchange because when you you Johnny, you're a complete novice on bitcoins. I, I literally got no idea. If you like, knew some of this stuff, you'd be looking at the CEX thing going. If that was running a few years ago, like yeah, you you wouldn't believe basically, what would have happened. Right. If what you're saying is like you could trade in a console and you'd get Bitcoin. So like say a few years ago. Two years ago, Bitcoin, I've I think, is was it absolutely plunged and basically dropped down from a massive high to around two hundred dollars. So you could be, you could be trading in a console and say you get half a Bitcoin. Mm. You could have traded in a console and that half Bitcoin now would be worth just over a thousand pounds for your old. <laughs> so think, just put that in perspective, John. Two years ago, you traded in a PS3 and you got half a Bitcoin because yeah. it was worth $100 at the time. <clears> right? <throat> so that's probably what you got for PS3 two years ago. Today, that would be like $900 or $1,000 because you've got the Bitcoin earlier and the price has jumped so high. Because it's gone so far back up from that $200. I'm disappointed already. I feel like I missed the boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, John, like this, this leads me on to it. Current price, John, for a Bitcoin, it oh. fluctuated like every day, like by a couple of hundred. But the current price is what? Have you the got current, it The current price of our, as of an hour ago, because for one phone Bitcoin. is on airplane mode for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin price, uh, $2,732.50. For one Bitcoin. For one Bitcoin. Yeah. So if you think that... A few years ago, they were like a couple of hundred dollars for one Bitcoin. You could have bought five Bitcoins a couple of years ago and you'd be raking in thousands of pounds. Sorry, guys, just got to go to Manchester. <laughs> Back in a minute. Trading your thousands of lira. Yeah. yeah, the whole collection is going. <laughs> when you actually read about Bitcoins, it is fascinating. Like, it's just because it is like, it's a virtual currency. You can It doesn't use banks. Mm. It doesn't do any of that. You can just transfer it. I mean, it sounds like Forex trading this, basically. Like, you buy Bitcoins and then they, they, they rise and rise. And... Uh, it's, it's down as a currency. Uh, but a lot of people, like myself, see it more as an investment like forex or general shares and stocks Mm -hmm. so basically i've never used it as a currency and i don't really intend to yeah like like yeah bitcoins is like a really interesting thing so it's it's worth reading into because some people they might be two thousand now they were a couple of hundred a few years ago like i've had stories of people i know who when there was a big spike last time they sold the they bought their bitcoins for a few like hundred quid they cashed in when they were like about three grand they made from it, but they, it kept jumping up the first time and they, they could have got 10 grand. Mm. So you then you've lost seven grand. It's like gambling almost, but yeah. it's, it's like traders regret, isn't it? Traders. Yeah. Often sort of like you have, is it a similar thing in betting? So you feel like you, you're watching a game. You're sort of like, Oh, next goal scorer is this man. Yeah. It's 20 to one. You're like, Oh, I should have put it on. No, I won't put it on. And now he scores. And you're like, Oh, I should have put it on. <laughs> but if you think like they're above $2,000 now, there are some people thinking it's going to go much higher than that. Really? So two thousand that $2,000, some people are going, well, it's still a good time to get in because it could reach $5,000, which you're going to double, double your money. Uh, people are predicting higher, higher than that. It's going to go to $50,000. So, so, I mean, like $2,000, that's a big percentage increase. When you look at stocks and shares and stuff like that, when you when you when you look at like a ten percent increase on your on your investment or return on investment in a year, ten percent increase like 
it's a pretty significant amount, really. Like, yeah. for any anything to go up that amount, you get that back on an investment. That's you. You're looking pretty good. I mean, investments go either way. So we're we're talking about the very very positive side of Bitcoin, where you trade in a console two years ago and you fucking and now you've got <laughs> five grand. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's literally a possibility. Like what yeah. you just said, then is something that has happened. The, the, mm. the price in the last week has been crazy because there's a deadline in place for a quite big decision on where Bitcoin's going to go. Basically, people's without going into too much detail, it's going to fork. Yeah, we're an entertainment think, podcast, not not. I. I'm gonna, I, yeah, I'm gonna, be, <laughs> I'm gonna be really boring now, so I won't go into that. Basically. I don't know where I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's going to be a decision, oh, yeah. decision made soon, which is going to affect the price of Bitcoin one way or the other. Right, okay. Yeah, so Sam's ever going to lose all get his on, money. Get on board now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, like, in the past week, which is what, where I was going, was it's fluctuated so much in the last week. It's gone from 2,300 to 2,900. 2,900 is nearly hitting a new record for Bitcoin. Record is $3,019 per Bitcoin. It nearly reached that, and basically it shot up from 1800 to nearly 3000 in a week it's it's absolutely so i think about that john if you bought one bitcoin like a week ago you'd have made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds there's no way some scal is going in with like a blu-ray of beauty in the beast (laughs) and getting like a bitcoin for it is it it must be like like they won't be getting one bitcoin nowadays yeah back back a couple of years ago they could go yeah we'll give you one bitcoin for that and some guy some guy's probably gone oh yeah i'll I'll have one of them and now they're fucking rolling around in cash drinking champagne (laughs) do you know what i mean like now i'm sure it's still there now if it's the same thing there's no there's no way somebody's going now trading in a DVD and like, oh, you've got like 200th of a Bitcoin. <laughs> well, well done. The, the, thing, well, honestly, do you the thing is with Bitcoin, it is divisible by, it, it goes, I can't remember. It's, it's zero, a high decimal. So it does break down that you could buy $10 of Bitcoin and you right. normally not know to two of Bitcoin, whatever. So it does go down that flow. There's, there's, there's so much you can talk about because there's so many other cryptocurrencies that you, that you can get into. So Litecoin, and one of the other big ones is Ethereum, which has come through. I haven't heard of that one. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. There's a meme called Doge, really? which was a dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this is the thing when Bitcoin exploded. It was like, well, this is this is some guy that's made a currency. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone started doing it, so everyone started doing these like joke coins like Dogecoin. So. Yeah, but then they gained value over time. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a meme. So this joke coin actually was valuable to a lot of people, and yeah. not a lot of people would have made a load of money on it. As far as I know as well, Dogecoin actually sponsored a NASCAR car. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Just, I Googled the pictures to just double check it, but there was a NASCAR car that, John, I know you've not seen the Doge meme. Like, we're talking 2014. This is the 2014 podcast. It's literally (laughs) a car with a Shiba dog on the front, and it's just doing a funny face, like, (laughs) and uh, that's the meme. And they made a, made a, a currency out of a meme. And it's gained... And it's actually got traction. It's gained it? value. Yeah. yeah. And you can buy that now and then sell that in a few like weeks and you might have made some money. But I feel like I'm like literally having a vision of the future here. I'm picturing some like a post-apocalyptic world where Inman is king just <laughs> sat on his throne <laughs> oh. of Bitcoin. It's kind of thing like... <laughs> 
the whole world just revolves around Bitcoin. <laughs> there's, there's so many stories of people just becoming millionaires and overnight, and it's just kind of like it is amazing. Like anyone I mean, got in it that, could, who bought make, thousands to begin with is just it's, oh, it's crazy. Make sort of final point before we move on from our, our financial Bitcoin. Fifteen minutes <laughs> it's turned into. Um, Bill Gates literally said that Bitcoin is unstoppable. There's no stopping it. It's just going to keep going and going yeah, keep because it's the main cryptocurrency. We might get a better one, but it's the main one. It's the way forward. It's the future. So, yeah, I almost feel bad telling listeners about it because I don't want them jumping on as well. I know, yeah. Yeah, I'm, disregard I'm, what we just said. <laughs> don't don't just, do. just put it in like we we probably need. Do we need to put a disclaimer on it and say do not take any financial <laughs> <Yeah>. advice <laughs> from our entertainment podcast? Yeah, definitely. It can go both ways. I mean, you can lose a lot of money by investing in Bitcoin, and, and you probably will, listener. Yeah, stay away. <laughs> stay, stay away. Leave the bitcoins to Sam and who he chooses to share them with, <laughs> which will be me and John. Uh, but yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's our finance, the yep. finance section. Let's talk business. SoundCloud's going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all our stuff's here on SoundCloud, and apparently they've got enough money to last until winter this year. Winter is coming, and we'll come back to winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> where, as soon as the end of the year comes, SoundCloud's looking really bad. And we've got all our stuff uploaded onto SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. So we might have to migrate at some point. Which is going to be a pain in the ass. But that's probably yeah. that's probably a conversation off the pod we should be having. I had no idea about this. Like, you, I would have thought other pods probably listen to this pod. Well, because we've got that many followers. Yeah. We've got that many followers. We, that many we've podcast got, followers. We've got a good Facebook campaign going. We have. Got a lot of affiliate podcasts. Yeah. I'm they sure better be listening because if they're on SoundCloud, heed our warning. Yeah. <laughs> Winter is coming and it'll come for you as well, <laughs> unless you do something about it. <laughs> Uh, Coming for you, Brit Pod team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what what we're gonna do? Then I will be the end of the show. I, ooh, don't know. Uh, have SoundCloud got a solution to this, or is this kind of like we're just gonna leave SoundCloud because this isn't good news for SoundCloud if everyone decides, like you said, to migrate to other services? Well, this is bad yeah. news for us. We're on all of our stuff. Hours and hours of stuff is on is yeah. on SoundCloud. And because I think a story came out that they were going to go down in autumn this year and like just, just off, just gone. Just go offline. But they've said they've got enough money to last till the end of the year. Don't quote me on any of that. It's all alleged. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's all allegedly stuff. <laughs> As of this pod, Bitcoin is going to go through the roof. <laughs> SoundCloud's going to go out of business. <laughs> so in- <laughs> SoundCloud, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Bitcoin, Bitcoin, buy, buy, buy. We're definitely going to read a disclaimer out at the end of this podcast. Yeah, do not take, do not take any advice. This is not advice you want to live by for financial things. Any financial advice taken with must be taken with a pinch of salt. I would rate Dogecoin five stars out of five. Can um, we have Bitcoin as our new rating? Five oh, Bitcoins out of five. <laughs> Can we rate more dogs? Uh, our Bitcoins because I, because I want to do that. We, we, let's do that this week. This yeah. week. Yeah, but, your ratings are going to change in value when Bitcoin changes. So in two <laughs> yeah. years' time, it could be six. Warlock should be a really crap rating. Yeah, or vice versa. It could be like it could be, yeah. in the future, we'll be like, oh, Spider Man twelve, <laughs> eight thousand five hundred seven on Bitcoin is out of ten thousand. <laughs> what happens if you give what happens if you give the film like a five SoundClouds out of five, like five Ooh. SoundCloud dollars out of five? 
and then that's gone down. Like it may have yeah. been zero in a few got, years. Exactly. Yeah. I think five Sam Clouds out of five is still a bad rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The current yeah. climate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 right. Um, before we move on to our main film, we've got any final points. I was going to talk about Game of Thrones a little bit. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones that's started again. We've got yeah. our own podcast on the show. John, I'll do the housekeeping on that in a minute. Um, but no, I really, really enjoyed that first new episode. I think they did a good job of easing the viewer back in. After there was no strange stuff like the first couple of minutes without ruining it. If you want to ruin it, go listen to the. Game of Thrones podcast on our channel, yeah, which is by John and Nick. Yeah, again, John, you can promote that in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the first couple of minutes, I was a bit surprised, and it was nice to be yeah. surprised by it. Um, but the rest of it, I was like, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. That that was really good. I caught up. I feel like I didn't need to rewatch season six. Mm. I think you kind of swayed me on that point. Really, I felt it started a lot stronger than it ended up. But like you mentioned, they're, literally, they're just catching people up, aren't they? You know what I mean? That, that's all they're doing, kind that, of thing. It, it, like it, was, it was like a good episode with a, a subtle recap. Yeah. It was like and an for, ease in. In that way, it's it's good, isn't it? You know, they do a good job of showing you where everyone is, what they're up to, what the goals are, yeah. and go from there. No, I liked all that. Yeah. Um, can, can I talk a bit of a theory? Or Yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah. So there's a theory that Xerxes... Xerxes? Xerxes? Xerxes. 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 I think Xerxes is the 300 prince. It is, isn't it, with the X? <laughs> yeah, X, so, yeah. 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 Um, Cersei. Cersei's. Um, <laughs> there's, um, I don't know if it's in the books. John, I don't want you to confirm this for me, okay. because you might know. But in the books, when she meets that fortune teller, or the person who can tell the future, she says, you'll see your kids die before you. That's a known fact. Yeah. Um, she also says, you'll become queen. As well, well after which, fact, that's happened. happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is true, but apparently she's going to be uh, spoilers. Game of Thrones spoilers alert here. Um, I don't know if this is a rumor, but she's going to die at the hands of a sibling. I think was that mentioned in the, in the TV show? Is that in the TV show? Again, don't quote me on this, but that's kind of common knowledge. I think. That... Okay. Well, she's going to die at the hands of a sibling, yeah. and it's going to be. Someone who's going to wrap the hands or hand, I can't remember, but like wrap the, they're going to use your pale throat or something like that. So it's going to be a strangling basically. Yeah. And on the first episode of season seven, when Xerxes is talking to Jamie on the map that she's having painted of Westeros, she stood on what's some, what's, I think it's called the neck of Westeros. Yeah. And Jamie is stood on what is called the fingers of Westeros. Yeah. And it's very much like, well, right, well, Jamie's going to be the one to strangle and kill Xerxes. Yeah, Xerxes. Can I like that? Is a, I think Cassie at work mentioned that. Like that is definitely a theory. Uh, Are giving a shout out to Cassie at work now. Yeah, we've mentioned her on the uh, on the Game of Thrones podcast yeah. as well. Her, shout out, her and Lauren. Yeah, got a shout out. Uh, We're going to have to start charging for these shout outs. Yeah, well, I already have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, bitcoins. Uh, yeah, bitcoins. <laughs> one one bitcoin for a shout out. <laughs> uh, going off from that. Again, I don't want to bore you with the book stuff, but there's a song that Ed Sheeran sings in this episode. Have you heard about this image, Ed Sheeran? I have. I, I, I looked up, Verge is one of the websites I go on, sort of like for tech and stuff like that. And then on the Monday, because it shows in on Sunday in America. Yeah. So anyway, I looked on there. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. I've not watched it. Um, on there, it was like, Ed Sheeran's in it. And yeah, I was like, just, what the fuck? I've, just randomly. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I've got no problem with that. 
Oh, okay. We'll come back to that. But yeah. he's singing a song in the TV show, and the part of the lyrics are uh, "Hands of gold are always cold," and it's it's about strangulation and stuff like that. Really? But in the book, that comes loads earlier, and it's about Tyrion strangling Shay. You know, remember the okay. uh, the woman he killed? It is like lover basically. He was yeah. a, a whore and stuff. He killed her, and the song is about that. But in the show, they've never referenced that in terms of that. In short, it's almost a nod to the fact that Jamie might be the one killing. Cersei with the with the hand, the hands of gold are always cold kind of thing. It's almost like they've re, the, they've like re-engineered the use of that in the book. Yeah, to, to nod mean, to, to nod towards something. Yeah, know? which I, like if that happens, I'd be like that's that's a good little thing to put in there. I think I think it's going to happen, and the whole fact of Jamie being the King Slayer is now going to have to become the Queen Slayer because she's going mental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's going to have to pull yeah. her down basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I like all that. Yeah, um, the only, only theory is, you know, I'm not, no, not course, spoiling yeah. anything like. But well, like speaking of Ed Sheeran, like I know there was a lot of stick given about that. Yeah. I did think it was funny how Ed Sheeran like sang a bit of a song and said a couple of words, and then he was sat next to Arya, and <laughs> he was in pretty much every angle shot. Yeah, in that. Yeah. He didn't say anything. I was like, okay, yeah, I can understand it. Ed Sheeran, the guy just headlined Glastonbury. He, he's top like the I think it was the, it was either the UK chart or like the. the is there a world chart these days? I don't know, but he had most of his songs in the top ten, and mm. I was like, I "This took guy up, took up nine of the top ten. Is that what it was? It was something yeah. mental. So they've had to change the rules so that never happens again. Really? Yeah, they've that. changed. Well, they've changed the chart rules now, so you can't do that again because <laughs> you can't have oh number ten Ed Sheeran, oh, number nine Ed Sheeran, <laughs> number eight Ed Sheeran. Um, so they've, they've Ed Sheeran's like a big star these days. So to have him on the show, I was like, okay, well. I wouldn't necessarily have Ed Sheeran on anyway, but he was on it. When you look at some of the other like sort of guest musical acts that have been on there, Mastodon, they're a metal band. They look like they belong in the <laughs> in the Game of Thrones universe. Yeah, they yeah. they look like they believe in like they live in the the wild. Yeah. Um. What, what's the name for the the wild? Is the wildlings? Wildlings. Yeah. Wildlings. Um. So they they play a bunch of those characters when Jon Snow's up in the north, the north north, past, yeah. past the wall, and um. There's a scene uh, in an earlier season, which is Sigur Ross, who were a band yep. that I've seen live. They're really good, but they played a full like little bit. Can you tell me what part were they in exactly in the TV show? I can't, I can't remember exactly what part, but it was at, like a festival type thing. Well, can I guess? Was it like a Joffrey's? The thing is, they play the song. Oh, well, I can't remember this now. At the Red Wedding. The Reigns of Castamere, that's what it is. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the soundtrack for season three or four, they play The Reigns of Castamere, which is the song the Lannisters always play to remind their enemies how strong they are because the Castamere's were a family they wiped out because they crossed them, basically. And at the Red Wedding, a band plays The Reigns of Castamere, and that's when Caitlin's like, starts to click on as to what's going on. And I believe on the soundtrack it's definitely Sigur Ross, but I don't yeah. know if they were actually in the show doing it. You know what I mean? The- no, they're like physically, like if if that's the exact moment that they were in it. Yeah. I mean, I seem to think of it as it was one of the Joffrey moments. Maybe so it, might, it might have changed it in the book. It's definitely that bit. Well, in the book, Sigur Ross played. <laughs> played Sigur Ross definitely bit. like I'm sure they they played the Reigns of Castamere, which yeah. like you said is that like iconic thing. And it, yeah. for for, a, for me as like a sort of a fan of Sigur Ross who's seen them live. They that that was really cool to sort of be told afterwards. Yeah, to know that was them. Like, it was like, yeah. it was Sigur Ross doing that. I was like, oh, that's really good. Um, yeah. So I've got no problem with Ed Sheeran being in the show. There's one other Snow Patrol as well. Uh, we're in four or five, maybe. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. 
Yeah, but they were a bit more low key. I'm sure that the lead singer was just on, on horseback singing a song in the background, kind of thing okay. or something. My issue with it is literally the camera lingers on his face as he turns <laughs> around. It's like, oh, I'm Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can get you. Do you know what I mean? Though? Yeah, but then again, I kind of like, I, I'll I'll try and ignore that because yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me that much. You know what I mean? It's a it's a minor thing. Yeah, but yeah, no, I get your point. I feel um, with these cameos, it's a step too far with Ed Sheeran because he's just such a huge star. Everyone knows who he is. Like yeah. Snow Patrol, Mastodon, Sigaros. All a little away bit with under it. the radar and sort of like if you uh, yeah. if you don't know you don't know like Ed Sheeran yeah. it's like I'm not a fan of his music but I know who he is, he is. yeah, yeah. it's like it's immediately going to be straight on it that oh Sheeran that true? but I don't <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know if it takes away sort of like anything from the character where you're going oh that's Ed Sheeran that's yeah. Ed Sheeran sat there rather mm. than that's that I know he doesn't play a big role he's but it's like is that a character like yeah. Character, yeah. Does he have a character name, like kind of thing? He literally doesn't. I don't think no. does he. It's no, just, yeah. it's just. I, a... I feel like oh, I assume so. But that, that's <laughs> the thing. Yes, little singing piece, so you can sort of say, okay, well, he was in it because there was a little singing <laughs> bit in it. If he appeared in Westworld with a little like cowboy hat on, was like, how only partner? I'd be like, like fuck right. this. But <laughs> it was. I, I feel like it was as tastefully done as you can do it when it's obviously a publicity stunt. Yeah. That's how I'm going to put it. <sighs> yeah. Um, so. Just a bit of background for that as well. Apparently, they're saying now, I don't know if this is because of the backlash from it, but they're like, oh, well, Maisie Williams, who's Arya, is a massive fan of Ed Sheeran. And we did it as like a birthday surprise for her to get him on the show. You're just thinking, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Nobody asked. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, all right. Well, um, yeah, do you want to do some housekeeping on that, John? Do you want to promote your other podcast? There's not this one. <laughs> just one final thing, the, Joe. That you find really hard to promote this show on that one. <laughs> <laughs> It's always, it's always Nick doing it. It, just, it slips my mind. Joe. Of course it does. I'm so into the world of Twin Peaks and yeah. Game of Thrones. It just, yeah. you know. I've sat there editing episode, <laughs> episode after episode and composing the music and you don't even give props to the main show. You know me, I'm quite absent-minded. You know, it just literally slips out of there. Yeah, okay, I get that from the podcast. <laughs> just one final thing before that. How did you like the Hound in the new episode? I liked him. I thought he was good. Yeah. I like the fact he called out Thoros of May for being bald. Do you remember that bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was quite good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that was great. I, I like the Hound. If you want more of this, check out our Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> Listen to the cell, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the... Go, me and Sam are going to stay silent here. Sell it to us. Yeah, if you want more, more of this scintillating conversation, <laughs> check out the uh, Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, me and Nick, we're planning on getting a few guests in. Joe, you're always welcome. I'd, I'd love to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it comes out every Tuesday or Wednesday, every week after the episode airs. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Don't worry, John. I'm not, not on the show. I just know. I just know when it comes out. Cheers for that. Uh, every Wednesday, uh, Game of Thrones full breakdown of the episode. Me and Nick talk about it. We'll have a few guests on in the upcoming weeks. So uh, yeah, check it out on iTunes. Called DC Presents Game of Thrones. I'm it's sure on, you'll love it. It's on the same channel. So if you subscribe to Don't Spoil the Ending, which is the main show, John. Yeah. Then uh, you will also receive those for free. You'll find it through there. <laughs> this is a free podcast. <laughs> They will also be on the feed. That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of things I've watched this week. Uh, Netflix originals, the stand-ups. As we've said before, comedy is hard to judge as uh, whether 
giving it a rating and stuff like that, it's very yeah. personal sort of taste to it. The stand-ups, you kind of, you find a stand-up comedian funny or not. So I was thinking, it's very strange for them to do a series where they have six separate stand-ups doing six separate separate episodes. Mm. Um, I've watched three episodes so far and they come out and you go, you kind of have a first impression of sort of like whether you're going to like a comedian. I've liked each of the three episodes and they've been very different comedians. Oh, I okay. think I, they are very good. I, I don't know who chose the comedians to be on the show, but they've done a very, very good job. Who are the comedians? I don't have the names. Oh, <laughs> oh this, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I was briefly mentioning that Netflix have done a really good job with that because it's a Netflix original. Right. Um, it's done in front of like a live audience and stuff like I'd, lo- I'd you, love you to know could, who the comedians you were. Could, you, these comedians could have bombed, yeah. but they just have absolutely haven't. But who were these comedians? The comedians. If you want to look it up, you just look it up on Netflix uh, or I'm, IMDb. Right, or we're, like we're going we're gonna to look it up now. We're going to divert from the usual way okay. of doing the podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a look at what you're on about. I would definitely like to know that before, while, while, while Joe's doing that. In- let me know what I'm Googling before you. Oh, <laughs> Netflix stand-up, is it? The stand-ups. The stand-ups. The, the thing is, they're not well-known comedians, so I'm, I'm guessing you're going to look it up and, and not, not have heard of them anyway. So, so it me, give it, me giving the names, I could give out any free random names now and you're going to go, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just while Joe's doing that, uh, you're a bit of a fan of uh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K., love Louis C.K. Uh, I also love Louis C.K. Oh, oh, you're a fan as well. I just randomly found a clip online on YouTube. I'm not sure whether it's from his show or not, but... David Lynch was on the David Lynch director of Twin Peaks, yep. all that stuff. Okay. And he's playing like a, a, an executive or something. And basically Louis C.K. is like pitching for like a job or whatever. And he's pitching to David Lynch. And David Lynch is going, show me the funny. And like a judge. Right. Does he think of Bellator or? No, I'm not sure. I've seen Louis, which is his most recent like comedy show. Yeah. I, I doubt David Lynch would have been in. Right. There's a, there's a show that which was set out as like a sitcom. Um, which didn't do very well. I think it got cancelled. That was one of his first things he did for TV. But Louis, that he does now, is really, it's amazing. I absolutely love it. And everyone should watch it. Well, it rings a bell what happened. Like in the episode, David Lynch is saying, show me the funny, because he's trying to get him to, to sell his yeah. pitch to him. He's like, I'm not that kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it's possibly like he goes for a presenting job for like a one of the, like, you know, like the, day, the Daily Show or something. This might like be that. it or like, something. I think he goes for one of those jobs where he's going to be the presenter of like one of the American talk shows. Yeah. And I feel like he goes, he does definitely go into a room with an interview and it kind of, it's awkward because he's going, like, re- it's oh, going oh, really badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, he finally relents and just tries to do some like stupid comedy, but it just goes really badly. Yeah. And David Lynch is like, right, I'll give you another week. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Lynch behind the uh, desk. I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. So Joe. <laughs> I mean, I was Googling, but, uh, I've not found it. You've not found it. I mean, we're, we're in the, uh, don't spoil the ending studio that's been built purpose. It's been purpose built for the podcast. Um, World headquarters. Yeah, this is uh, this is HQ. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the internet doesn't reach through the solid lead walls that we've built. If I can take my phone off airplane mode. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Reduce, okay, Joe. I, I don't. I don't want to be dealing with the signals. <laughs> so, um, if we're not going to know them anyway. Honestly, like I've never heard of the comedian. I love. I love that you've turned up. 
to a podcast <laughs> to talk about some comedians on a on a Netflix show and you go, oh, who was on it? I, I don't know. The, the, the bit that you're going to edit out where I say I'm briefly going to mention Netflix, the stand-ups, and I think it's funny. I, 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 that's all I've got written down on like <laughs> Netflix the stand up it's fine guys next week next week I'll have watched Knowing I'll have got the names of the comedians <laughs> I'll come prepared it'll be such an anti-climax if I come next week with the name of the comedians and I'll go oh no I don't yeah, know yeah, those it, comedians it, it Jimmy Taylor <laughs> <laughs> shall I move on to a comedian you will have heard of yeah Jerry Seinfeld right you've heard of him alright okay yeah yeah you're, you're a big fan of Seinfeld. Seinfeld, really good show, TV show. I've been watching it a lot. I'm up to season eight. Right. I mean, I feel like we've not had a catch-up for a while about uh, Seinfeld. I'm still back on season three at the moment, to be honest okay. with you. I've not watched it for a few weeks, but... Uh, I think you're at the good part. Is it goes pretty silly, pretty near where you're at. Yeah. Uh, when I'm watching the show now, I am taking it as it's like a bit of a silly show. Like, it's a bit more out there with like the bit gag, gags bit, and stuff like that it's, bit wackier kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah definitely um, I mean I, th- I mentioned to you before like have you got to this part yet where Kramer's working in an office and like well he's not even working there literally he's not getting paid or anything have you got to that part yet so? I don't think I have no oh well, you've got a lot to come there right okay <laughs> yeah. well I've got the, the, the season 8 is season 9 season 9 is the last one right and that's really wacky I remember getting into it the at the, the back end of the show kind of thing when it was airing yeah. you know yeah but uh his money situation of like he just doesn't have a job throughout like where he's getting his money from he always has these wacky ideas of where mm. he, he's going to set up a pizza business where you're going to make your own pizza <laughs> and like everything like that so uh, it's yeah it's it's wacky now and I'm not taking it as seriously as well I, I do like Kramer me. but is he more is he the weak link for you kind of thing I don't think he's the weak link he's one of the funniest people on there but it got to a stage in the show where he seems to be the star of the show where like you know you get guest appearances in like Friends and stuff like that so where Bruce Willis walks in yeah. and it's like woo Bruce Willis like walks in the, the audience slapping yeah. well Kramer would like burst through the door in his usual way of like banging into the door and sort of it's being clumsy the audience would go crazy over that and it's like he does that every episode and yeah. he's a main character you don't need to like whoop when he comes in <laughs> I mean I'm literally going back to like memories from 20 years ago here but it was to the point of where Sky TV advertised a show with like a collection of like Kramer door slides. We've seen his door slide. Oh, yeah, where yeah, there'll be loads he of opens it and slides in yeah. kind of thing. It was literally just a collection of that for the advert yeah. for Seinfeld. No, I can like, imagine that would be yeah. a seller. And like, that's how it seems to be sold, like with the audience going crazy for it. And stuff yeah. Like uh, another thing I watched, uh, All or Nothing, which was spoiled for me last week. JT. <laughs> 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 I don't remember this. <laughs> well, I certainly do. <laughs> uh, watched a couple more episodes of that, and I can't watch it in the same way, JT. Oh, really? <laughs> I find that funny because I, mean, I watched it knowing how they, you know, how they finished the season kind of thing, and I still found it engrossing. Well, this is, this is the thing. I'm not into my NFL kind yeah. of... Um, I don't watch NFL. I don't follow it whatsoever. I don't know what happened in that season. I now know what happens in that season. Well, you don't know how it happens. I don't know so. how it happens, but I am watching it's, it. it it's not worth it, it is worth sticking with. It's really good. I'm going to, yeah, I'm definitely going to yeah. continue watching it. It's really good. Because <laughs> it's not, it, a lot of the documentary goes into the lives of the players as well. It's yeah. not all about the results of what the team And the coach. Who, who's asked about the players? Is this where you can ask me the player names? And I go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who the player names? Uh, 
Number 68. <laughs> yeah. Literally can't even remember the quarterback's name. <laughs> well, the main, oh, well, the main quarterback gets, gets injured for a lot of that season. Oh, I can't think now. Does and he? <laughs> this isn't a spoiler, surely. He goes down really early on in the season. He's not injured yet. What episode are you up to? <laughs> I'm like halfway through. No, like he's injured the season before for a lot of the season. Oh, I'm, I'm, I might be getting the seasons mixed up then, maybe. <laughs> They might have won the Super Bowl the year you watch it in, man. <laughs> it might not be a spoiler. All right, okay. How many how many bitcoins is he worth? <laughs> uh, I don't know, my maths isn't that good. Wow. Beyond, I, I mean, I, d- I didn't want you to like calculate <laughs> me an answer. <laughs> to be honest, it was a throwaway comment. <laughs> what can I mention though? I think you will like it. Stick with it definitely. It's a show that it's more about the journey than the destination. You know what I mean? It doesn't really the, matter how it ends up like. It's more about how they get there. The journey. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely how the documentary's going to us. <laughs> All right, then, well, uh, I suppose we'll we'll take a little break, and then we'll be back after this little break <laughs> <laughs> to review the film of the week, which is War Dogs. We're back from our little break. We're, we're here to discuss War Dogs, which is our film of the week. Yep. Um, I've got a film synopsis if you want me to read it before we start. Yeah, let's go. All right. With the war in Iraq raging on, a young man, played by Jonah Hill, offers his childhood friend a chance to make big bucks by becoming an international arms dealer. Yeah? Yep, so he's, he's sort of like selling carpets early on, or rugs. I don't know what the definition is between a carpet and a rug, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping you'd come in with something. Yeah. There. Um, together, they exploit a government initiative that allows businesses to bid on US military contracts. Starting small allows the duo to rake in money and live the high life. They soon find themselves in over their heads after landing a $300 million deal to supply Afghan forces, a deal that puts them in business with some very shady people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So... What did we think of this film, like, from, from the offset, like... Yeah, uh, how do you want me to jump into this? I've got notes for scenes, I've got notes, for, I've got random points. Can I jump straight to a scene from the film? Are you okay with that? Uh, as long as it's not the end. No, it's a point re- referring to what you mentioned there. Uh, how Jonah Hill and Miles Teller win the contract to supply the arms for the Afghan army. Should we jump, should we do the start bit first, though? That might be an idea. <laughs> 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 That that is the laugh of Jonah Hill. Just to, just put it out there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if this, this is based on anyone. I think Inman's got a point for this, but yeah, Sam had actually did research whether this this laugh did like John Hill's laugh. Is it anything like the person it's based on? No, no. Jonah Hill basically went to the director and said, "I've got this little thing. Can I put it in the film?" That that's that's, that's it. Basically, <clears throat> uh, he met up with David. Um, Ephraim refused to meet Jonah Hill. Uh, he met up with David, and David said, "Basically, Ephraim is one of these people you'd gonna remember forever." Mm. And Jonah Hill said he thought about a couple of people that he he's met before, and sort of only once or twice, but he's not forgot. He said, "Basically, their laugh is their main, their key to why he's not forgotten." Them. So that's why he put it in the film. It was mm. like, he's actually nothing to do with. The how Ephraim laughed or anything like that. Yeah, it's just like uh, for him, it's a, yeah. it's a personal on topic kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Joe's really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I peaked the microphones really bad there. 
Yeah, we got a, a, a WhatsApp message before. That was quite good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, like, the film sort of starts off, and, um, yeah, you end up in a scene where John Hill's character comes out of a motel, or a hotel. Yeah. And there's some drug dealers outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he goes up to them, buys some drugs, they don't give him the drugs, but he's just lost, like, $300. Yeah, just handed um, the cash over, that they pocketed it. Yeah, I've been like, get out of here, fat guy, whatever. Like, yeah. So he walks to his car, goes in the boot, and pulls out what, what is it like a submachine gun? Yeah, something like that. And walks over and starts shooting it in the air, <laughs> and obviously they they scatter and he shoots in the air. It's quite Scarface like. Yeah, very. Yeah. Scar- there's a lot of Scarface lot in of this. Scarface, yeah. this. I mean, this film. It's not only do the characters reference Scarface; it wants to be Scarface. Yeah. This film, like, well, the, the DVD cover is. Uh, play on the Scarface DVD. Company. Yeah. I mean, can I go from that onto one of my points that the director, Todd Phillips, well known for his comedies he's done. Old school, love old school, great film. The Hangover one, I know you're not a fan, Joe, but I love yeah. I love Hangover. I'll, I'll stick with you with old school. Okay. But Hangover one. Mm. Hangover two and three, you feel like he's getting bored making them as if like, it's just another one of these fucking like... Yeah, it's bored watching them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Franchise, isn't it? Yeah, another one of these comedies want to churn out. And like, as if like he thinks like I should be making stuff like the War Dogs, you know, I've got to make Hangover Three or whatever. And then you watch War Dogs, and he just want it's just like a tribute act to like a Scorsese film or a Department film. It just wants to be Scarface kind of thing. So not only did they reference it in the film, it's wanting to be that as well. And I'm not a big fan of that. Like, it, do you know what I mean by that? It kind of it's wanting to be uh, something else, and it comes across as like a copy rather than an homage. Homage. <laughs> Rather than that, do you know what I mean? Like it feels yeah. a bit like you're just trying to copy a Scorsese film, like The Wolf of Wall Street or something. I got that vibe all over this film for me. Uh, I had Wolf of Wall Street in there as well, sort of like the way Jonah Hill is like he's on the he walk, <clears throat> when Miles Teller, David walks yeah. into Ephraim's um, office. He's on the phone. He's like giving it the sales pitch, and I was I was very like this is Wolf of Wall Street. And the way yeah, he, definitely the way he comes across is like absolute swag. Like how it yeah. was in Wall Street. Very Tony Montana, you know what I mean? The yeah. the whole point of Scarface was Brian De Palma always says this. He made Scarface when he was making it, the point was that you wouldn't like Scarface in the film. You'd think he was a tasteless clown kind of thing. But people watched the film and thought, God, what a what a style icon kind of thing. And it's like, no, that wasn't the point. Like <laughs> yeah. he has a car at one point, like a yellow car with a polka dot like uh convertible hood. They put it put it in there as a point to show that Tony Montana's got no taste whatsoever, and yet like rappers and stuff watch that film and think I'm going to copy that. What a, what a, what a cool guy! It's like, no, that isn't the point. Like it's trying to show the complete opposite, but people don't get that point. And I feel like almost like Todd Phillips doesn't get the point. <laughs> He's yeah. trying to copy Scarface in the wrong way. Do, do you know what I mean? Like uh. in a similar vein, it's not like it's not exactly the same, but <clears throat> and I know we're going to mention this later on. It's based on an article. Uh, yeah. Basically, the writer of the article was saying, sort of like, uh, his his articles are more about the system of sort of like the gun running for the government. The film comes across that it's more about those two guys. Mm. I suppose that is where more of where the story is for a film. Yeah. The the writer of the article was like, yeah, it's kind of missed the point of what my article was about. I, I think you're right on that. Uh, like the Wolf of Wall Street, we mentioned it then. Excuse me. <clears throat> The Wolf of Wall Street got a lot of flack because people felt it was glamorising the character of Jordan Belfort, was it? The, the yeah. main guy. Uh, whereas I didn't get that. I thought it does make him out to be a bit of a loser by the end of the film, you know what I mean? That he was yeah. a complete shyster. Whereas again, in this film, 
I don't know if they're going for that, but they actually, it's almost as if they make it look like cool what they're doing and stuff, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they, they definitely. don't portray it in the, in the, there's just something there that they don't totally nail. Yeah. It feels like they're doing these cool things, whereas when Scorsese does it, it feels like, yeah, sure, it's funny what you're watching, but it, there's always a thing in the back of your mind that you shouldn't want to be like this, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. not anything to want to be like, whereas Todd Phillips, it's not Scorsese basically, you know? No. Yeah. It, it almost felt like, Look at these two guys, anyone can do it. Uh, yeah. It's like, well, I mean... No, you can't. <laughs> exactly. Like, the film does get at some interesting points. The, the fact that just anyone can be an arms dealer. Because, I mean, they literally did it in real life, didn't they? Yeah. You know, they, they got this massive contract, drove through what was the Triangle of Death or whatever it was in, uh, in that's Fallujah. How, that's what they said in the, the film, yeah. Is that it's what it Jordan, was? Jordan, Afghanistan. Yeah, and is Fallujah in Afghanistan, maybe, or Iraq or something? Because they're going through Fallujah at one point, aren't they? And that's where they get attacked. Yeah. Uh, so they actually did all that in real. Well, I presume it wasn't like it was in the film, but they did that. Did all that in real life. They, so, are you saying they actually drove through the triangle? Don't quote me on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing, like at the end of the film, it it does it says like this is based on an article. It is dramatized. Some characters are, are created to yeah. fulfill the film. Um, one of the things I read looking into it, um, yes, they were in dangerous positions doing gun trades but they mostly did it from behind a computer mm. whether they I don't, I don't whether they know, actually went there I don't yeah. know whether they drove through the triangle of death mm. um, it does uh, make sense for them not to do that doesn't it yeah, <laughs> in real life yeah. yeah maybe maybe someone did drive through there yeah um, and they got someone to drive through there but maybe they weren't with them <laughs> mm. just going off from that as well like another thing that I find really interesting is the bullet packing scene just the idea of having to like get sixty eight thousand crates, whatever it was, was that, yeah. is that right? Something like that. And repackage them. Yeah, millions of bullets. Yeah, hundred million bullets. It was. Yeah, and repackage them. I'm probably sounding really boring, boring on this podcast, but that is an interesting like prospect to me. Like the idea of doing that as a sort of upcoming uh, mathlete. Yeah, upcoming mathlete. Uh, Bible studies. Yep. I'm now working in a box factory, <laughs> <laughs> repacking stuff. <laughs> yeah, I found it really funny when it was like, so how much is that going to cost to rebox it all? And he was like doing a little things oh, and yeah. calculating hundred thousand dollars, and they were just both kind of like, <laughs> yeah, they were just like, this is stupid. We like we try not to laugh. It I like the like, thing of like low. they lean over and go, let's pretend we're, yeah. we're discussing this. <laughs> it's like, Where are we going for dinner? <laughs> That's quite good. I like that bit. But I think that there's some, there's some really interesting stuff in the film, but they don't totally nail it for me. They, they almost like just skim the surface of it. And I think, no, go into that in depth. Like that would be, I want to yeah. see that, you know what I mean? But they only, only only ever touch it, touch the surface of it. It was, it was the uh, repackaging guy that brought them all down, wasn't it? Because basically he didn't get paid. Yeah. And he just rang up. Which I which, which think is, is very pointed for this entire film, that... The the one guy you pay the smallest amount of money to. I was gonna say they were making fucked a, you over because you fucked up the tiniest detail. They, they yeah. were making a joke at how little they were gonna have to pay him, and yet they still didn't pay him. Didn't pay him. <laughs> yeah. And then they ended up in like you know, uh, we won't spoil the film yet, but they ended up in the circumstance they were in because they didn't pay that guy. Yeah, and that that's what became their downfall, basically. Yeah. Yeah. A very Scarface kind of thing. I'm showing that film it all backfires because he doesn't deal with one of the small things, and they come to kill him at the end of the film like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like John Hill in the film. I thought I thought Ooh. he was really good. Yeah, very good. He's 
I know he's like he's sort of seen in some circles, and probably probably mine, that he's more of a comedy actor. He does the comedy roles, but he's he's building up a portfolio of serious roles. Yeah, definitely. That he's done incredibly re- well. Yeah. So Moneyball, yeah. uh, Moneyball's my favorite. I think he's amazing in Moneyball. He's great in he's, Moneyball. He's so like understated and everything. He clearly knows everything about baseball, but he waits for someone to ask him before telling yeah. their opinion. Like, yeah. you know, War Dogs, obviously, as we're talking about it, I think he's really good in War Dogs. <laughs> um, so War Dogs, like he, he, you know, he's good in that. Um, you've got Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Like that was the one where it was was it Martin Scorsese? Yeah, Scorsese, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, yeah. And he got paid very little to be in that, but he wanted to be in a Scorsese, a Scorsese film. Yeah. Um, he does play a comedy role in that, though. I mean, like Wolf of Wall Street. I, but I, it's a comedy role in a. It's. A, I don't want to say an adult film, <laughs> but it's it's, it's a. F- yeah, it's more. It's not. A, it's not a super bad. It's not a not so. No, exactly. It's not that yeah, comedy that he has done before with like like Seth Rogen and that yeah. kind of comedy. Um, he plays it a lot better in Wolf of Wall Street and War Dogs. War Dogs is, I'm saying, a serious film, but there's it's very very funny. Like, from, yeah, from the get go. I mean, going off from that, like for me, again with Todd Phillips being a director who almost like just copies other things. It feels like the Big Short almost. Like, have you seen the yeah, Big Short? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a comedy take on an actual political issue. Yeah. And this is doing the same thing. It's a real life political issue that they've turned into almost like a black comedy kind of thing. And again, it's just like you know, following what the films. It might be a bit harsh because like the, there were similar release dates for them, but you know what I mean. It just feels like he's almost missed the boat with it with what he's doing kind of thing. Yeah. I, I can't fault John Hill on serious films though. It's like it's. Every serious film I've I've seen him play like a serious role. I know this is a bit of a black comedy, this one, but he like he's nailed it every time, yeah. and I, I can't fault how he's acted it. Can I go off from that? Just the Jonah Hill character in this film, it is quite complex. Like what he does, like I, I love this character. I think I read, I read it online. I can't remember the source, but basically the character is based around the fact that. He finds out what people want from him and becomes that character. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that that's just perfectly sums up like his character in this film. The bit when he's like having the meeting where with the Jewish guy and he's wearing a skull cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> only in the, like he only invests in the company because he thinks they're like fighting to save Israel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And isn't that the guy who like launders the money for him or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just little, little little details like yeah. that. And uh, not to jump to the end of the film, but just a scene near the end where he's talking to Miles Teller. And he's trying to win him back over. And it's like, oh, it's like that scene from Scarface, you know. In the elevator. Yeah, and I was watching it the other night. And then it all goes pear-shaped. And it's like, yeah, I wasn't even watching Scarface the other night. (laughs) Miles Teller calls him out. He says, you you were never my best friend. You played the part to be my best friend. And then he says, like, yeah. Scarface wasn't even on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It's like a like the 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 icing on the cake for that character. That's just the perfect way to finish it for him, kind of thing. I do. I, do, I kind of have <clears> doubts <throat> on that because of it. They were childhood friends growing up. So yeah. I, I mean, at some point, I, I, I don't know how dramatized that is for the film that he plays all these different roles. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm kind of thinking they were childhood friends growing up. For them, for him, just to go, yeah, I played the best part of your friend, like. I think they just knew the relationship was over uh, when uh, they got caught by well, and the whole contract thing was going on that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah that, when that he, kind he of finished was stuck it. out in Albania. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like yeah, this is he's taking me for a, a, taking the Mickey out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about Albania, like 
this was shot. I don't know where it was shot. Whether it was shot on set in these Romania. Different... It was shot in Romania. The Albania scenes were shot in Romania. So like the the hotel is in Budapest. Okay. That's an actual hotel in Budapest, and the warehouses were in Romania. They actually speak Romanian as well. Not, I'm not up on my Romanian, but you sure. <laughs> <laughs> on the trivia on IMDb, they're saying like they speak Romanian through the uh, warehouse shots right. and stuff like that. Well, I, I liked the, the you know the setting and the cinematography of the film. I thought they were both great production good. throughout. I reckon. Yeah, I agree with that video. definitely. I agree, I and mean, that's one thing with Todd Phillips that. He shoots it in a very, I can't even think of the word. I, I want to go to like Michael Bay, but it's not a Michael Bay way, but it's a very marketable way. It looks very nice, you know, the, everything, even like in Fallujah. You're like, oh, I wouldn't mind holding that. <laughs> looks quite nice. <laughs> Would I be offline saying that like I watched the film and I know it had John Hill. It's not really got anything that similar to it, but you know, in a similar way to Wolf of Wall Street, where you, the way it would like change scenes and the way it would film certain scenes like it was very i don't know it was like very thought out it was like like the editing of it yeah the editing yeah like, definitely i mean inman has mentioned something off the pod before uh the intertitles uh yes the the lower i mean i'm I'm not a big fan of what they do but i like the style of it you know what i mean the i, was, I think uh, go on sam i was gonna mention these i don't like that they've done this i feel like it's a very convenient way of them just going right we're finished that scene we're gonna we're going to move on to this place, even though it might not make sense. But if we put an insight on it, yeah, a little quote. It's like, here's a little quote of what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, can, I wasn't a big fan of those. Can I just go off topic for one second, if that's okay? Tarantino. Not that I've mentioned it before. <laughs> your, boy, <laughs> your boy. Your boy. My boy. My boy, Quentin, you called me out last yeah. week. <laughs> your boy, Quentin My, my boy, QT. Yep. Yep. His biggest criticism, I think Mark Kermode is fully behind this, is that he makes amazing scenes. He doesn't make an amazing film which I don't agree with, but, and he says that he almost uses, like, he does a lot of, like, black cards, you know, with chapter titles, yeah. and he uses it as a, as a cheat to get from one scene to another, so that, like, he can finish one scene in one location, put a black black title card up, jump to another one, and all of a sudden, you know, like, nobody questions it, yeah. whereas without that card, they'd be like, hold on, we've just jumped over here, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so it is a bit of a, he calls it a bit of a cheat with QT, I'm fine with Tarantino, but Todd Phillips can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, all right, I get that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, yeah. yeah. So I know what Inman's saying there. It, it can feel like a bit of a cheat kind of thing. It's very convenient, just an easy way of doing it. Like. You, My, see, that, you see that in, in a lot of places. Like, like yeah. It, it's just the way they will, they'll preface it in a certain way. Yeah. And it, it makes, it almost, it's almost like you're cheating the editing. Like, I, I think you're on something there. Like, the way Tarantino does it, it feels natural, like like you're literally at the end of a chapter and you go into another one. The way Todd Phillips does it, he throws a quote in from the film that they're gonna say at some point in that scene. Yeah, and so it becomes like, right, when, when are they gonna I, say the quote? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for them to. say Yeah, you're literally waiting for them to say the quote, like, and how interesting it's gonna be. You know what I mean? So it, it feels a bit cheap in that way to me. But yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah, so I wasn't a, wasn't a massive fan of that. I like the style of it, but I'm just not a massive fan of how it was used in the film. Uh, oh, just one final point on Jonah Hill, those shades. I like those shades. <laughs> yeah, I've got another thing about shades. I do like him with Jonah Hill, but Bradley Cooper's character, Henry Girard, mm. his shades had a very... They were very reflective. Right. I'm thinking, I'm going, is that... Were they added... Was the, the reflections added on afterwards? Because... Ooh, I, I, I didn't notice that. I, I figured yeah. it was because of the bloodshot eyes why he had ref- reflective shades on all the time. 
Do you notice that? I don't, yeah, I know he's had bloodshot eyes. I don't. We. I don't think we've talked enough about Bradley Cooper yet because he he plays a good character in this. Do you like him in this? I like him in this film. Um, I like Bradley Cooper. With this film, it feels a bit here, neither here nor there for me. I don't. I don't dislike him. You know what I mean? But that's that's my opinion on Bradley Cooper in most films. Really? Though. Like, but for this one, it was like I know he was playing a certain role, but you know I could get behind that. Um, I, I thought it was fine, like for what he did. I'm a big fan of him in like David Ogussell films, like The Hangover. Uh, the Hangover, yeah, good call, yeah. yeah <laughs> Love him in The Hangover. Anything by David Ogussell, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, Joy. I think he's great in all them three films. Uh, like saying this, but it's just a, it's almost like a bit part player, isn't it? You know what I mean? Oh, he's not a main character. He's, yeah, he is an extra part of this. Like he's, he's got he's, he's got a um, producer credit for this. Oh, really? So oh, I, I did not know that. I'm thinking maybe maybe he's because he's worked with Todd Phillips on The Hangover. I've only just. Even though you mentioned uh, yeah. the hangover, I've literally just made the connection. It's Todd Phillips, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm thinking he might have been drafted in to be producer credit and well, why, are you, why are you here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got this little character that is going to... Yeah, just do some coke. Get your eyes nice and bloodshot. <laughs> get on set. <laughs> if, we, if we sort of skip to the ending, um, we'll go back. But like on the ending, the final scene is Bradley Cooper with... What's the guy's Miles name? Miles Teller, yeah. Miles Teller. David. Um, David. Um, you know the whole scene at the end where it's as if he feels sorry for him and has a briefcase full of money yeah and he's like here's a bunch of money don't ask any more questions goodbye so like yeah can, can I go off from that? that that is one of my issues with the, the whole film the film to me feels like it should be darker this is a really dark like weapons you know arms dealing it should, the whole thing should be darker. It can still be funny, you know what I mean? But like at the end, it's like there's no reason for him to leave him alive with a briefcase full of money, you know what I mean? The, the whole yeah. thing feels like it should be nasty to me like that. Well, he, he left him out of the investigation, so he said, thank you for not mentioning my name. Yeah, well, oh, but why, yeah, so, why yeah. like, that was my thinking, was like, why does he give a shit? His name's not came up. You don't need to go and give him a briefcase full of money. It's, it's very much... Oh, I don't want to sound... Weird saying it, but it's very much your Hollywood happy ending type mm. thing where it's like, oh, here's an ending that you can like feel good about. That you can get behind, yeah. I, I think that ties back into the article where it, it focuses more on those two guys. Like, he's been offered a briefcase full of cash rather than the US system is pretty messed up with how they buy their arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, just the fact they're given a contract to arm their military to like a couple of... <laughs> Stoner guys, you know, yeah, that is quite scary. Stoner, like yeah. that, that's a scary thought. Yeah, just just because they offered the low, lowest. Amount. Yeah, they look well. Can I jump to a scene from that? Yeah, the scene where they do that, they get stoned to go in to like take the edge yes. off, and they the, the sat down with yeah, the FBI yeah. guys. Do you mind if I do this? Are you okay? Go for it. Go yeah. for it. And uh, like join the conversation. Yeah, is it the FBI guys or it must be a military it's, type? It's, it's like yeah. the Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And they're saying to them, like, you know, we had other offers, but your your contract was just too attractive to pass up. And uh, Jonah Hill's character, being the guy he is, is like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, well, you, you know, you lowball the competition. And he, he's like, by exactly how much did we lowball the competition? Oh, about $63 million. <laughs> <laughs> just cuts the Jonah Hill kick in the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. And can I mention one other scene going on from that? My other yeah. favourite one from the film. When AEI, uh, AEY, AEY, sorry, AEY uh, business is finally up and running, yeah. and they're having a meeting with all the new, uh, all the new staff, and John Hill's giving the speech about like, oh, look at, is it David Miles Teller? Look at David yeah, yeah. over there. Like six months ago, he was, he was jerking people off for money, and now he drives, <laughs> a, now he drives a Porsche. <laughs> that was all good. And then like, uh, one guy, it's like any questions, and one guy pipes up going, what does AEY stand for? 
He's like, oh, stands for nothing. Oh. I was going to say, when you know when there's the first scene where it says A-Y on a post-it note on the door, I was thinking, I'm wondering if that actually stands for anything. <laughs> I was quite happy with myself that I was going, oh, I was doubting. And just the, it felt like that kind of like, A-Y, it sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> and and actually, exactly. he actually addressed yeah, it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, well, what does it stand for? It's like, it doesn't stand for anything, it's just <laughs> A-E-Y. And it's like, like, like IBM. It's like, well, no, that stands for International Business <laughs> <laughs> He's like, get out. <laughs> you're not going to fit in. You're not going to work. <laughs> yeah, get out. <laughs> Quite like that. Yeah, so I think I've covered I've, I've covered Jonah Hill's Cool Shades. I actually uh, looked into buying a pair of these, thinking, oh, I'd see a pair of those. Yep. £400, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying those. <laughs> <laughs> you need some, John, you need some Bitcoins, mate. Yeah, yeah. Right. In, but you haven't got a couple of Bitcoins. <laughs> £400 for the Gucci Shades. <laughs> um, I've got, there's a cameo in it. I've made my feelings known about cameos with the Ed Sheeran thing. Oh, right. I've made it known in other podcasts before where I think the only cameo I like is Bill Murray in Zombieland. Which <laughs> I, actually, yeah. I actually did watch the other day as well. No, the, this one's more of a gratuitous kind of, it's not needed as a cameo. I know what you're going on. Basically, they need some They need some hard guy in a club. They don't need Dan Bilzerian to step in to do that role. Who's this, sorry? So, um, yeah, go on, Tom. Uh, he's in the, he's in the club and he, some hot girl walks past and he goes, oh, "I'll give you thousand dollars if we can skip to the third date." Which is a get, good it's a good sequence of conversation, like for the character. Yeah. And basically, it must be this guy, this girl's boyfriend, just comes up from behind him, taps him on the shoulder, and it turns out to be Dan Bilzerian. So Dan Bilzerian is Instagram famous because he's known as the like the Instagram king, oh, the king no, of okay. Instagram. He, he's a, I think his dad's made a load of money. He seems to have got a load of money from his dad and done his own business out of it. He, lot, he, he gets... Plays a lot of poker. Yeah, he plays a lot of poker and he hires people to play poker for him. He backs people for that. His Instagram is, is basically full of him with a bunch of half-naked bikini women. Yeah. And that's his entire Instagram. And, and guns, which makes me think, think yeah. maybe... He maybe that's why he was chosen for the role. I think oh. you guys have mentioned this to me before in the past. This guy, I've heard about the this poker guy with all bikini-clad women. Or yeah, me. <laughs> Either you guys are like Nick and John John work maybe. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Guys. One of us. Yeah. Basically, he turns up, and I'm like, "What are you doing here?" Like, <laughs> it's they're in a club. In, is it LA? I don't. Where are they? Vegas. Is Vegas. Are they in Vegas? Where they meet oh, Bradley well, maybe, Cooper, yeah. Maybe that is where they... I don't know whether that's where they're in the club, though. I feel like they're in a, where they meet Bradley Cooper. I don't think they bring Bradley Cooper. It's quite early oh, right, right, okay. oh, right, okay. It's before they even get any sort of, like, big contracts. Right. Cooper's definitely in Vegas, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's before that, and I'm like, nah, you just wouldn't be there. I, it's just a it's just a cameo I don't like. I'm just like, nah, just... That that's the type of cameo I don't like, where it's like, oh, just like it was only a few seconds, so I'll live with it. But it was it's very much just a throw in. You're throwing it in, and yeah. I, I, I understand that you're throwing them in to go, oh, let's generate a bit of buzz. The this guy is in our film. Yeah, yeah. but it's so, a bit too gratuitous, kind of thing. Yeah, like the Ed yeah. Sheeran thing on Game of Thrones. I don't think was as, as gratuitous as that was because one. people would watch Game of Thrones anyway. Yeah, but with this guy, like. There's no reason for him to be there. No, like he's got that much of a following that people probably did go and see that film knowing he'd make a four-second cameo in it. Yeah. And I don't like that. Mm. Um, I've got some trivia. Yeah, go through The film, they they were in talks with Jesse Eisenberg and Sheila Booth to play the two characters. 
I can see that. Ooh, I, I can, can see, see that. that yeah. I can see Shia LaBeouf playing the Miles Teller part, definitely. I am glad they went with Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Mm. Yeah. I've got to admit, I'm not a massive fan of Miles Teller in this film. I think Jonah Hill's really good, but yeah. Miles Teller's very, like, you know, he's any, fine. anyone could play that part. Like, Jonah know. Hill's yeah. fantastic. Like, yeah. He's fine, though. Mm. Miles Teller, well, just goes back to them portraying the characters. He plays David a lot more strict so yeah, he's meant not, to be than what Jonah does with Ephraim. Yeah, he's meant to be the straight guy and it's a yeah, Jonah yeah. Hill's like mental guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably a limitation in the script in real life, isn't it? Yeah. Then well, yeah, David, David was involved in the film as well. He I think he was uh, not maybe maybe not producer, but he was sort of given direction of where to go and it was more his story than Ephraim's. Anyway yeah. David is also in the film, so when David <laughs> Real life David is in the film. So when Miles Teller David goes to the care home to try and sell the bedsheets, oh, yeah. you have the guitarist. That is David, the, right. the arms dealer, playing the guitar. And so I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of trouble. Uh, uh, what else was there? Can I just jump on something from that? You mentioned earlier the uh, article it was based on. Did we cover this at all? I don't think we did, did we? Um, yeah, a little it, bit. But... Did we? It came from like a Roller Stone article. Yeah. And I'm sure it was a good article, but I, I'm just amazed by the fact we're at the point where like films are being based on like magazine articles now <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> like you'd have oh this is based on a book or like this is based yeah, on based a, on like a, 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 a Pulitzer of, Prize winning book you know yeah. no well, no no it's an article <laughs> so it's a true story of a biography and stuff like that this yeah. is yeah Stone's article not even written by the uh, yeah by the people involved <laughs> Ephraim actually wrote memoirs and he tried to sue Warner Brothers because they were saying, he was saying, oh, this is based on my memoirs. And yeah. They were like, well, no, actually, it's just based on a boring article. <laughs> to be fair, I can kind of see his point with that. Like, <laughs> I think he was writing them after the, maybe they started right, after filming the film. and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, jump on the there. yeah, like a, a Jonah Hill kind of thing to do by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. Last, last thing I was going to say is the uh, soundtrack. I absolutely love the soundtrack. Oh, I, I have songs. to say, like, the soundtrack was the good. Quality on, I enjoyed that. Good choice of songs in the, mm. in the film. It feels a bit, I don't want to be too negative, but it feels a bit Scorsese to me in that, like, he picks a lot of stuff he likes. Uh, I've got this thing where you can't use songs from other films. You know, like, a, a film should own a song. Yep. And, like, unfortunate song plays during the I've got that chase. Re- yeah. At the time, I'd literally heard this like a month before in like Suicide Squad. It's been like a million other films before that as well. Basically, I think if you're doing a war film, which is kind of his war film, yeah, it's going to be in there. You've, got in, a, you've got to play it now. It's in Forrest Gump when uh, yeah. they're in Vietnam and stuff like that. Fortunate Son is in all other stuff. What you're saying about like songs being in other films, Cliff Martinez. Yeah, the composer. Yeah, he's a composer. Ex Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. I didn't know uh, that. He was originally the drummer in Relic Chibber. I, I never knew that. Like, before the first album, I think, and sort of for for the first album, maybe a little bit of the second right. album. I, I think. Yeah. Ex, ex, no, no, ex no, run, run with it. Run with I mean, it. I mean like, half fact to better than no fact. No, that's good, though. Basically, what you're saying, he is a composer now, and he, that's more what he's gone into. He's done Drive. There's a song from Drive in the film. Well, yeah, well, this is a fact. They used temp score from Drive when they were filming the film and edit, 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 right. editing it together. And I get the feeling that almost like the, the left half of the temp score. <laughs> Look, looking through the credits, I was like, it, it was, um, they broke his pelvis. Uh, written by oh, from Drive. Yeah. Taken from Drive. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another song in there as well, taken from another one of, uh, another film scored by Cliff Martinez. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you 
can you do that? Can you just steal from other films like that? Yeah, that, that's a weird territory. <laughs> I know he's yeah. scoring both films, but I mean, be original. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an issue with that, with reusing music from other films. But yeah, I definitely agree with you with it. Like, it's a good choice of music, but just some of it I've heard before yeah. in other no, like better films kind of things that you think, oh, that's a bit... I love the soundtrack though. I thought it was, uh, every song, when it, it came yeah. on, I was like, oh, that is a, that's a great choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, well, should we do ratings? Yeah. yeah, are we all right with that? Who Should wants I, to go first? I don't mind starting. Um, I'd probably give this film a... It feels like a weak one, but I'd probably give it four stars out of okay. five. That's why I'd probably give it. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was a good film. Um, n- not a great film, but in, in my little rating system in my head, it made it made four stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll jump off the back of that. I probably sounded really negative. I didn't mean to, but I probably should come across really negative on this film. I thought Jonah Hill was amazing. I, I do like Todd Phillips, even though I just trashed him for like half an hour, but <laughs> I like the hangover, like old school. Uh, I'm going to go with you. A really weak four stars. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's just missing something to like bump it up to being like, you know, a, a great kind of. Yeah, just thinking about it. It's four out of five bitcoins, isn't it? Oh, sorry, four out of five bitcoins. Yeah, four out of five bitcoins each. A week, four out of five bitcoins. So is that like yeah. 3.875 million bitcoins? To <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when the, when the price was lower, yeah. four out of five bitcoins. Today, don't know if it's make four out of five bitcoins. <laughs> um, Sam, how many bitcoins? I'm getting so confused over this bitcoin rate. <laughs> You're the one guy with all the knowledge. Yeah. Um, what, what would you give this film? Uh, I like the casting. I like the soundtrack. I like the references to Scarface. The laugh. It's hilarious. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I was wondering how much we were going to do that through the podcast. It's not been as uh, prominent as I thought it might no. be. Joe is pretty good at it though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, I really liked it. I'm giving it... Uh, strong four. I'm nearing a 4.5. You're giving it a four though? I was, I, this, it's, a, it's a film where... I feel like I have to give it that rating because I'm, I'll, I'll go back and watch this film. A lot of films, if it's under a four, I'm just not going to go back and watch, watch it again for a second time. So. I'll just jump on here. Got John's rating as well. 4.5 out of 5. All right. Okay. High rating. This was this... originally one of his choices and I've kind of, I've taken it as my choice, but I said, yeah, like. This does strike me as a film that John would like. like yeah, it's in the same yeah. kind of realm as the sort of thing I think he would like. Yeah. Um, you love John Hill's laugh. You've done that a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. <laughs> I forgot to mention about his laugh. Going back to editing and a little bit of trivia. Do you find a lot of the times that he laughs, it's off camera? Like the camera isn't actually on. <laughs> that's yeah. a point, actually, yeah. He isn't actually on. Basically, <clears throat> they had to do a lot of editing because basically he was putting it into a load of scenes when they filmed. Yeah. So yeah. they had to choose when when or where to put it and when not to put it so they yeah. had a lot of editing I imagine editing that was an absolute a nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> and just like turning a little bit insane just you think that I, laugh over yeah, over, like, yeah maybe like, like Joe's doing that sounds really cheap to me like it's almost like Todd Phillips watched the film afterwards I thought it's not as funny as I wanted it to be <laughs> yeah. get that laugh recorded yeah. stick it in <laughs> 10 more scenes <laughs> like <laughs> yeah I, I agree I agree <laughs> All right, well, I've, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the show this week, boys. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been a good yeah. laugh. Yeah. Should we give our social media away? Who's doing that this week? Oh. <laughs> Usually it's John O, and he's not here. And then Nick no, like normally takes over. Inman. Oh, Sam, yeah. would you like to give away the social media this week? 
Uh, on Twitter, it's at DST Podcast. That's D S C E Podcast. Well done. Yeah. Instagram, DST Podcast 4. That's yep. on number 4. It is, yeah. We have a Facebook page now, which was set up last week, which is going uh, strength to strength. Which yeah. is doing really well. It's really good, yeah. Doing yeah. really well. Getting loads of likes on there. That's good. So we've got likes from Cuba to Wales to <laughs> Michigan to England. Like everywhere. To Warren. Yeah. To Warrington, even. <laughs> yeah. Worldwide yeah. appeal. I think you mentioned that before. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you want to follow us, get on any of those platforms and give us a like. Should we give our Twitters away for the week? Well, not like we change them every week, but like, should we give our actual just Twitters away? Um, I'll give mine out first since you're, you're both looking at me. <laughs> um, it's at, yeah, it's Joe. And at Taylor1980. I'm at Rubik's Football, which mainly deals with football stuff and not movie stuff to be honest we've said that every week for weeks we have so, I'm, yeah I'm not very current on it really yeah we're All waiting right, moving on <laughs> leaving oh. leaving on a on a high note um, <laughs> yeah I, I've enjoyed the show guys yeah this thanks for good. thanks for coming into the studio this week cheers for hosting Joe thanks for it's alright right. yeah it's been a laugh yeah. yeah so it's from me Joe from me John and from me Sam it's goodbye Goodbye. See you later. See you next week. Bye. Next week. Together, they exploit a government initiative that allows businesses to bid on U.S. military contracts. Starting... Starting small allows the duo to rake in money and live the high life. <laughs> how, how big was that contract? <laughs> what? <laughs> is this going in the podcast or is this? Uh, um, let's see how it goes. <laughs> oh God. Right, I'll, let, I'll let it this down. <laughs> oh God. Come on, boys! Like <laughs> an hour and an hour and an hour and forty-four in here. Oh, that's good. Did I say contract? <laughs> Did I just mishear it, or was it actually a contract? <laughs> Right, shut up. I'm Right, go away, go away from the microphone. I'll read the rest of the. I'll read the rest of the synopsis. <clears throat> um, together, they exploit a government initiative that allows businesses to bid on U.S. military contracts. Um, starting small allows the duo to rake in money and live the high life. They soon find themselves in over their heads. <clears throat> that was a wrong way of saying that. Should I just do the whole thing again? I don't. I don't think. <laughs> again, you've got your outtake. <laughs> should Should I just start from the beginning? Yeah, go on. Right. <laughs> Imran's left the pod. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that? <laughs> Sam, come back. Oh, that was good. I didn't realise how bad I was being. <laughs> Right. It wasn't bad. That that was good. That 
I'd love to hear that contact back. <laughs> hear that back. Right. <clears throat> With the war in Iraq. <clears throat> <laughs> This is the end of <laughs> This is how it ends with bitcoins and contracts. I mean, <laughs> we need to go bitcoin contracts before we can. Oh, that's good. Right, let, let's get the synopsis done, and then we'll wait for him to come back. Oh, the synopsis. Well, let's come back and read these. We still need living. Right, you ready? You ready? Right. With the all. With the what? <laughs> <laughs> Right, one last time, and then someone else doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>